half of, where I, Zara Kalima, the community poet, chat with folks who speak on behalf of their respective communities. Today, I have an awesome, creative mover and shaker. I don't know, we will let them tell you all about themselves, but I met this person at the Bronx Poetry because they are dope, and so I'm not going to say anything else. Tell us your name. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? My name is Shay Marie G. Um, I am the guys. I, I I told you I have dogs, right? So I am the owner and creative of uh, Bronx Poetry as well as Canvas Culture LLC. Awesome. And so your pronouns for anyone who just knows, so they can say it when they talk about you in the future, because they will be talking about you. <laughs> it's she and her. Thank you. And then, so tell us more about yourself. So you said. You, you, you have a lot, your hands are in a lot of things. So tell us. <laughs> okay. So um, I started off um, doing professional background. I sung background for, I want to say like three to four years. And then from that, I kind of digressed from entertainment and started working for the city of New York. While I was working for the city of New York, I was so miserable because I wasn't really feeding my creative side. So I started SWB Radio. And then from SWB Radio, it turned into Bronx Poetry because a lot of the artists from the Bronx didn't really have like a safe outlet to perform. Um, so at that time, we developed Bronx Poetry. And then from Bronx Poetry, you know, we opened up Canvas Culture LLC. And then, you know, I partnered with various um, creatives on events and like cultural events, anything from poetry to music to um, painting, um, body painting, just creative writing, writing workshops. So all types of just artistic events. I didn't know about the body painting, but okay now, let me find out. We had a pole and paint and everything too. A pole and paint? All right. Paint. All right. I clearly am not stalking you enough because I did not know about that. <laughs> um, so what communities do you represent? So I represent a number of communities. The number one community that I represent is the Bronx, and that is yes. all day, every day, all day, every day. Um, I also represent a, a culture of people who grow up in an unconventional um, environment. So, you know, I definitely advocate for people who grew up without moms and without dads and without that, you know, you know, family composition that everyone thinks that the world has, you know. So is that the one in which we're going to be talking about primarily today? Yes. Yes, that's okay. what we're going to be talking about today. And so are those the only two different communities you represent? Oh I my mean, God, I'm, I mean, I, I, I am a lesbian, so I'm a part of the LGBTQHYZLMNLP <laughs> community. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so that's another community that I'm a part of. I'm a woman. I'm a Black woman. Like there's number, like, it, it, you know numbers of uh, things that we can say <laughs> i was just checking because i was speaking to some people last night and we were talking about like i was talking about to them about and it's, it's uh jereni our mutual friend and i was like hey i'm one day i'm gonna have black gamers on this or female gamers so you know Ooh, whatever fun. So. i am a sci-fi nerd i'm not a gamer though okay. but i'm a sci-fi like i would love to go to comic-con and dress up like a cleon like i love stuff like that i love stuff like that did you just I say the cleon Yes, I would. You know, you just spoke my language, though, right? You know, you just spoke my language. <laughs> Listen, I when I say I love, love, love sci-fi, like I will sit down and watch sci-fi. Or and mind you, it doesn't even have to be good sci-fi. It can be low-budget films. Give me an alien. Give me. 
see? I know you're cool. A planet. Give me spaceships. Give it to me. This is what I want. This is what I came here for. I've seen the fifth element. I want to say at least at least 70 times. Probably more than that. Like wow. Okay. I mean, I love the fifth element too. I love the fifth (laughs) element too. But yeah, you you may be a little bit more hardcore than me. I'm a trekker. So that's why you said Klingon. And I was like, all right now, because I see you. I see you. Um, I had to, I've been, I have, I have been seeing someone and I had to corner them because I kept pretending like they love Trek so much. And I was like, I need you to be honest with me. You like Star Wars more than Trek, don't you? Like, just, I need you to sit down and be real about this. Cause I can tell that you like Star Wars more. And like, I like Star Wars, but I'm a Trekker. So we need to be real about where your alliance is so that I can. So I need to know where we're going. Cause I need to know where our relationship is going. Like you I, gotta tell me because I'm, I'm gonna have to see if I can convert you you know like exactly. it's a thing it's a thing the only oh reason why goodness. I read is because I used like this is how this is how nerdy I am in terms of star uh, in, in terms of sci-fi my ringtone my phone is always on silence so sorry that's why I didn't hear your call but my, my, my phone is always on silence but my ringtone is quantum leap theme song so I don't know if you remember oh. that show okay there you go oh, I remember that show <laughs> I remember that show. Mm-hmm. That is my ringtone. It has been the ringtone for about five different phones now. Because I just oh keep making sure God. that I. All right, hold on. Me. This is this is this is how we really know who you are. Do you like Doctor Who? Of course, but you know what? I'm so mad. So I didn't know about Doctor. I didn't under. I didn't appreciate Doctor Who until I went to the UK, and then I watched all of it while I was in the UK, right? And I came back and I watched the rest of it. There is no way that you could watch all of it because there's about about 127 seasons. I'm not. I'm talking about you know since we can keep it because the original series you can't find. You know you don't have the originals really because they didn't keep track of that back in the day, right? So where you can watch it from like what I don't even know what number Doctor that is, but whatever Doctor that we can watch the more recent series of Doctors. Yes, I have so watched all of that. But oh, I, I could I have not seen the I have not seen the female doctor. And that's because yeah. it is impossible. Like, I refused. I don't want to pay for it the same way. I even got I got the VPN to purposefully be able to watch it in UK to find <laughs> out it was not on anything I could access still on TV. And I was like, I'm not doing all of this. I'm not paying an extra anything to see the show, but oh I have seen everything God. up until her. That is current doctor. So yes. I took all the pictures next to TARDISes when I was in Scotland (laughs) because I was like I need a picture next to a TARDIS (laughs) now I am ready because that that's okay that needs to happen in my life I need to see a TARDIS okay thank you thank you you have given me a life goal thank you (laughs) so that all said um (laughs) the community which we're discussing Tell me about, tell, can you tell me why this community matters to you? Um, so me growing up, my, uh, my mother had me at a very young age. So she had me when she was about 17. And, you know, and I'm not going to blame the fact that she's young because there's plenty of young moms who were, be, were able to be there for a child. But unfortunately, I did not have one. So um, my mother gave me to her adopted uh, family, which was her mother and father. So she pretty much like left me with her adopted family. And then, you know, growing up, uh, I want to say at the age of four, my adopted 
well, they didn't adopt me. They, she just kind of like left me and they took care of me. You know mm -hmm. how that goes. So uh, the grandmother died, uh, so which was my grandmother. So I was raised the, the majority of my life with my grandfather, who was my mother's adopted uh, father. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's complicated. How was that? It was it was interesting. So first of all, my grandfather's from Barbados. Okay. So I don't know if you know anything about West Indian older men, but their culture is dramatically different than American, you know, American culture. So I grew up with, you know, why why you want to paint your nails? And I'm like, I'm 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 12. Like kids put nail polish on. No, you can't, you know, you can't paint your nails and you can't go this way, can't do this, you can't do that. And then until I turned like 16 or 17, because in their culture, you're an adult. So it went from like one drastic extreme to like, you can't do anything to at 16, oh, you're an adult. You want to drink? Okay. You want to smoke? Okay. Well, you're, you're an adult. So, you know, it was, it was really, it was really weird. And then like me being gay as well, you know, and you know, that whole culture, it was, it was, it was tough, but my grandfather loved me with a very tough hand, but mm. he was very loving and very giving and he spoiled me crazy. Um, but it, it was tough communicating because we, we spoke two different languages, you know? Okay. So having grown up, in a less than traditional household, I guess, for whatever that means. Um, what is there something beautiful you can say comes from growing up that way? Yeah, definitely. So I feel like the love that I have for my grandfather and the love that he had for me made me have faith that people can really care about people. And like, I know that blood does not make family. And you know, my friends are literally my family. And you know, I've, I've never like, I'll meet someone and if I gravitate towards you, you immediately become my sister. You immediately become my brother and I will not treat you any different. So, you know, growing up with him, it really made me realize that, you know, though having a blood related family is beautiful to watch, you know, your, your line, there's still people in this world that will love you whether you know you you are blood or not so that's something definitely beautiful um that i've learned from that relationship with him that's 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 wonderful that's wonderful and i mean sometimes the family that is your blood just as that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> my face just said it all it's just like yeah it's just sometimes it's just yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes yeah. The, the chosen family or the non-blood family is more more important anyway. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So, um, I don't know if this is actually an accurate question, and I don't know if you can answer it, but is there a, and I, I think it's interesting because you, oh, actually, I'm not going to ask that question, but I know you are married, correct? And yes. you said something that I saw on Facebook at some point that your wife also comes from a non-traditional family too? Yeah, so she grew up with only um, only her mom as well. I don't feel comfortable with sharing her- No, nope, don't her give all her business. business. Yeah. But she grew up in a non-traditional um, family as well, yeah. So do you think that helped you to bond because of that or? Um, not really. I, I think that we grew up 
in two separate worlds because okay. though she had a like she had a mother figure so you know she, she just grew up very different than me my grandfather was very like hard like get this done that's it don't ask me no questions and and I realized like that's how I am too at certain times like if I say this needs to be done that's it like just do it you know <laughs> like just get okay. it done chop chop you know some people need a little <laughs> bit more like you know I, I need you to, to do this because if you don't, then this is what happens. And I don't work that way. Like literally like someone says, Chanel, I need this done. I'm like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if I'm working on a project, I'm like, no, this needs to be done. Let's move on. I don't need someone. <laughs> oh, well, you know, nope, nope. Just what needs to be done. Let's do it. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Um, so can you share a fun fact about yourself? Oh my gosh, a fun fact about myself. So I used to sing background for many years and um, I grew up uh, in, boy, you see my dog? So, <laughs> so happy you're home. The, um, I, he is uh, so happy to just be around me. Um, but I went to the Girls Choir of Harlem and there is where I performed and studied classical music. And I performed at Carnegie Hall. I've performed at the Wardorf Astoria um while I was in school at the the Girls Choir of Harlem so I did that I did not graduate from the Girls Choir of Harlem um I actually left after I want to say two years three years um because I wanted to pursue radio so I took a radio internship as my way out with WNYE to graduate high school early so yeah oh wow yeah so do you miss singing I you know what I do and then I don't I feel like the music industry in a whole is just really tough and it took the for some it just took the joy away from me right and it's, it's nothing wrong with it you know a lot of people are like well if you were singing before you could pick it back up again and I'm like no I actually enjoy giving opportunities to other performers I enjoy booking shows and giving platforms I enjoy making sure that performers are getting paid I enjoy that so, you know, yes, I, 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 I miss singing and I can sing on my own if I want to, but I, I enjoy, oh, you're eating a paintbrush and I am going to hurt you later. Um, but yeah, <laughs> oh, I want to get you. I'm going to get you. So, yeah. So, yeah, I enjoy singing. But at the same point, I really enjoy the background work um, a lot more. I enjoy it more. So, wait, you're a singer, but you founded Bronx Poetry. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I founded Bronx Poetry with the simple uh, ideology of providing a platform, simply. So Sorry. I don't, I didn't perform. I think I performed at one of my own shows, maybe once or twice, which is not typical for uh, uh, poetry curators. They're usually hosts that perform. I don't. I don't perform. I don't. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with performing at your shows, but I just don't do that. I provide the platform. And, and that's it. I, I step to the side and give the spotlight to someone else. Are you also a poet at all or no? Yeah. So I, I write on my own um, or whatever. I've, I've written tons of poems. I mean, my artists are a lot better than I am. I mean, God, good God. <laughs> These people are so freaking amazing. But, you know, I, I do write on my own and write, you know, like short stories and stuff on my own. But yeah, I'm not, I stopped performing. I don't perform okay i was i was just thinking about that i was like i've never seen you perform actually yeah i think about it i always see it's you in very the background people be people. like yo shay i saw shay perform like yeah like yeah. very <laughs> seldom you hear someone say i saw 
shape okay. or form. So now I'm gonna have to stalk you even more and just show up everywhere you are and be like, oh, there she goes before me. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I stopped performing. I just lost the passion. And I, I just, I don't know, for some reason, I lost the passion of performing and I really enjoy giving, I, I really enjoy watching other people perform and knowing that I gave that opportunity to someone. Like I, it makes my heart just, oh, it just, it's just, it's a high that, you know, it's just beautiful. You know, there's something about that because, so I was, I'm part of Kevin Powell's writing workshop and every week he has this different guest come. And I think there's a, I can never say his last name because I don't remember it. I don't remember names. I'm terrible. But the guest, his first name was Jabari. And he was talking about the problem with self-publishing. And even though I'm a self-published writer, and he really ripped apart self-publishing. I was like, man, should I never self-publish again? Like I, he just really was not here for self-publishing. But he did say he did say something that was important, that there are people who have the gift for writing and there's people who have the gift for promotion. And the people who have the gift for promotion, that is their gift. They, they have the time, the energy and the power to do it. And if you're busy writing, you don't necessarily have the time and to also then self-publish. So you can't do, I mean, to, to self-promote. So your gift may not be to do both. So you need people like you who are out exactly. there making space for people to do the rest of what they do. So exactly. Say, it's a balance to I'm it. It's a balance to it. Mm-hmm. And we also need the, the people to sit and watch, you know yes. what I'm saying? So it works hand in hand. We need the audience, we need the performer and we need the pr- promoter. Absolutely. We do need the partnership. You are correct. You are correct. So something that frustrates you about the state of your community, like, is there anything out there that um, you wish people knew or something that's just frustrating that has been frustrating for you? This might be a bit controversial and I apologize to anyone who gets offended, but I get really, really bothered when people tend to blame the fact that they grew up without their parents as an excuse to just be unkind or be angry all the time or or be addicted to drugs. Or I feel like, you know, yes, our parents do have a hand in how we grow up and their neglect can affect us. Yes. But ultimately, you have the power to stop it. You have the power to say, no, I will not allow this to affect me negatively. I will not allow this to hurt me. I will not allow this to hurt my future. And, it, and it's hard. And, I'm, and, and it's a, something that is a lot, um, you know, harder for, for people to do, especially when you are not given the tools of like a counselor or mental health or, you know, the just the coping mechanisms. And you know what I'm saying? Somebody to really say, you know, say to you like, yo, like what you're doing is not right. You know what I'm saying? Like without the people around you to really care for you to like point out what's really going on with you, then yeah, it's going to be hard, but something in your mind has to click and say, you know what, this is this, I don't want this for myself. And, you know, and I'm, and this is coming from, you know, personally, because I have been that, I have been that person. I have been the person to, to use that as an excuse saying, well, yeah, I, I drink all the time because I'm hurt. My mother doesn't want me. And it's, and it's true. Like literally, like I've gone through, you know, depression. I've gone through, you know, literally like my grandfather passed away who raised me six months later, my birth mother passed away. And literally what happened was when my grandfather passed away, I kind of like 
use that opportunity to get that bonding with my mother that I missed out on as a child and to have her ripped away from me six months later after my grandfather, words, words cannot explain, like I'm about to cry now, words cannot explain how hurt I was, you know, how defeated I felt, you know, I really was ready to give up. And I want to say it took me, it took me at least two years to get back on track to really like just do some digging and really figuring out who I am and learning who I am and learning how to love who I am. And you know what I'm saying? And not trying to look for attention from other people and, you know, beg for that type of thing, you know? So that's something that really frustrates me that people, we have to be accountable for our own lives and, and not blame the myth, the, un, you know, just your parent, you can't blame them. Yeah, they gonna fuck up. They're not, oops, sorry, I don't know if I could curse. Yeah, they're gonna mess up. Um, but ultimately your life is in your hands and you make the choice of what you wanna do with your life. Mm. So if you don't mind me asking, how did you, or what did you do to, to, to make that turn for yourself? Um, I started going to church and I had to go and, I, and, and mind you, churches are weird, right? So you have to find the right church for you. <laughs> and not, not weird meaning like, you know, you just got to find what's going to fit for you. You can't, there's not one size fit all jeans, right? Mm -hmm. So there ain't one size fit all churches, right? Churches are different. So I had to find a church that was uh, accepting of who I was and my sexuality. So yeah, so um, I found a church that was right for me and I literally drowned myself in Christ. Like I literally, I was in church. I joined the choir. I was at Bible study. I was in church every Sunday. I got really close with ministers and, you know, as, and as close as I got with them, that was like my mental health. Like that was like me going to therapy, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I stopped hanging around people that, that I knew brought me down. I actually moved from where I was living to another place um, in the Bronx just because I needed new scenery because I was like literally living in the same house where my mother grew up and where my grandfather was. And it was just like, you know, like it was mm -hmm. just stifling. So I, I had to move out. But yeah, I definitely, you know, found connected with the right people and found a good church that could help me and support me during this low time. And, um, and, you know, to this day, I still am a member of that church. Um, and this is, I want to say like 10 years later, I want to say that wow. I'm still a member of that church. Um, and you know, that's it. God is that God is, is what God is who saved me. You know, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. How did you even know to go to church like did you just like this did you hear a word oh, no. just, somebody like, made me go to church girl I wasn't trying to go to church <laughs> <laughs> I was like I got things to do I don't got time for church so somebody that I was dating was very very religious and you know she started going to church and I was just like I guess I'll go and check this out and then I realized I was like go oh, church is fun I like this I, I like this you know and there's plenty of times where I would go to church and be hungover from the next day, from the day before. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what, Chanel, you got to stop. You got to stop doing this. And I just was like, you know what? I hate being hungover in church. I'm going to stop drinking. Like, I was just like, wow. So work hand to hand to hand. Like, you know, you got to be in church to really be here, you know? So, yeah. I love that though. Cause you know, that's, I mean, I'm listening to you. Granted, I have, to, I'm in the process of trying to find a new church. Um, because my politics and, and the one I've been attending don't really align anymore. 
And I, so when you're saying that, I was like, mm -hmm. I like, I, I'm, I hear you, but I also, um, I started going because I realized I was going on dates on Sundays. And I was like, if I can get up and go on a date on Sunday, I can get up and go to church on Sunday. Yes, you can. Like, yes, can you do, can. I can do both. Like I could go to church exactly. before I go on a date. Like that's, that's possible. <laughs> and that's actually, and then I kept going and I started saying my church. And I was like, where did that come from? My church. <laughs> okay. I guess this is my church now. This is my church. I belong here. Exactly. I was like, I don't know how this happened, but it became my church. So all right now. So are you originally from the Bronx too, or? Yes, born and raised, born and raised in the Bronx. Yes, yes. Born and raised in the Bronx, okay. Here, oh my goodness, I'm so happy. Okay, because I know you, I know you are at Lehman College now, right? Yeah, I live across yeah. the reservoir, so I'm right. Oh, you right across yeah. the street. So I'm actually graduating on the 26th. Congratulations. And, um, yeah, and I actually serve the Bronx community as well as a, um, a community advocate. So, you know, I'm all about the Bronx, all about the Bronx. And I'm also trying to produce a television show about the Bronx called The X. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm all about the Bronx, like all about the Bronx. So you just represent all the communities. So... <laughs> how can we those of us who may have been raised in more traditional or just whatever your whatever they say is a traditional family because even when it's traditional it's not necessarily traditional either right so um what can we those of us who may not be aware of these other types of households what can we do to support those type of households so one thing that I would say is and I know people love Mother's Day people love Father's Day right but like just be a little bit more aware that people might not have a mother or might not have even a father, right? So when these holidays come up, just try to just, you know, be a little bit aware of it and not say, oh, what are you doing for Mother's Day? You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. Because I get that all the time. And I'm just like, well, I don't I don't really have one, you know? So, mm. you know, things like that. And like just having open-ended conversations. Co conversate with people. Know who they are before you make assumptions of what their family dynamic is. You know, just don't make assumptions. The same way you don't assume someone's pronouns. It's the same way that you don't assume, you know, if they have a mother. Especially like now, I, I guess now that we're a little bit more aware that some children don't have fathers and that's very common it's just as common that kids don't have mothers you know yes someone birthed them but they might not have a mother figure they might not have you know any female in their life at all that's considered a mom whether it be a guardian or a stepmom or whomever they just might not have that so just you know talk to people before you assume that's important i mean especially i think even now especially in the wake of this pandemic or whatever where if people think it's over or not whichever way we're going with that like a lot of people lost a lot of people a lot of people lost their parents during this time so you don't even know if they're still just in a grief period I saw one of my dear friends who just sat there and was like I knew Mother's Day was going to be hard and we're yeah. not even at Mother's Day yet um by the time this will air Mother's Day would have passed but they were just like and sobbing because he just lost his mom about a month ago or something like that yeah. So we just don't even know where people are on any of this um, right yeah. now. So they may just exactly. be newly grieving or anything. So exactly. thank you for that reminder. Thank you for that reminder. So um, you do a lot. <laughs> 
for the community, especially for the Bronx. So I appreciate you because, you know, from Bronxite to Bronxite, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm all about, I'm all about the Bronx, born and raised right here too. So I'm very loud, proud, and kind of ignorant about it when you get a chance. Okay, to, me too. That's, that's me the time too. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> exactly. There's only, well, if you say Harlem or you say the Bronx, I get real crazy any other time oh, see, i don't do harlem i claim the bronx, oh, see, I, claim the bronx the, I claim the bronx but you know what my family my, my first church was in harlem my ex-boyfriend okay. lived in harlem so i spent a lot of time in harlem so and i will still get a kind of loud for harlem okay. i will get louder for the bronx i am i'm it's the bronx all day you know it's the bronx, <laughs> the bronx but whatever so how do we support and follow you Okay, so you can follow me at Bronx Poetry. You can follow me at Canvas Culture LLC. You can follow me at the.x.production um, on Instagram. And you can follow me. I have a website. It's called canvasculturellc.com. And um, yeah, follow me, like all my stuff. <laughs> Before we're done, you keep mentioning Canvas Culture, but you haven't really said what that is. What is Canvas okay. Culture? So Canvas Culture is my um, art company. So I do um, art events, whether it be like sip and paints, glass painting events, body painting events. So, and we private, we only do private events. So, um, you know, clients would hit me up and say, I want to do a sip and paint. I want it to be a uh, unicorn themed. And I, I literally, last year, I had a huge unicorn party, bouncy house and all that stuff. And then we did a unicorn themed uh, sip and paint. But yeah, so we do all types of uh, art events. And like I was saying, we did a pole and paint. So we hired dancers and they did pole dancing while everyone did art. So um, yeah, so we, 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 do, we do art. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm still intrigued by this pole and paint, but okay, <laughs> all right now. Um, this has been absolutely amazing. Is there any last nuggets or words of wisdom or advice you have for people, whether they're in your community or they're not in the community? What do you want people to know? What, what do you have? Um, I will leave on this note. Don't let anybody tell you who you are. You know who you are, you walk in your greatness. And that's it. Nobody could define that but you. There you go. You heard it from Shay Marie G. Thank you for talking on behalf of your community.